Welcome to the City of St. Albans official podcast from the desk of Mayor James, a podcast dedicated to adding context and commentary to the important issues here in St. Albans, West Virginia. In each episode, we'll sit down with St. Albans Mayor Scott James and discuss relevant and important topics related to the city, as well as highlight upcoming events here in St. Albans. I'm your co-host, Anthony Romeo, and we do hope this inside look at our city government helps you feel more engaged with your community. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. And of course, each episode will also be made available on the city's website at stalbanswv.com slash podcast. With that said, let's welcome our host, the Honorable Mayor Scott James. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so very much, Anthony. I appreciate the uh, opportunity and uh, to talk about St. Albans, a uh, place I dearly love, and uh, I'll, I'm, I'm never short of words for St. Albans. That's something I know all too well. I tell you, it seems like every time I run into you out in town, you're always praising the town and how, how much progress is being made, everything coming to life, and, and it's, it's a wonderful feeling to, to live in a thriving community. It, it really is. We're very excited about uh, you know St. Albans becoming a destination spot for a lot of people Absolutely. for shopping, dining, uh, having a few spirits, and, sure. and uh, all the events that are going on. And uh, so uh, uh, it, it it it's awesome. I was talking to a couple from South Charleston the other day. And they were just going on and on and on about St. Albans Absolutely. at the Chili Fest uh, and the events that are going on and uh, how they don't have all those events up in their community. And uh, we invite people from all over, other communities, other counties, come on down and enjoy St. Albans, West Virginia's best kept secret. I tell you, that must be meaning that we are doing something right then. Yeah, I agree. I agree Absolutely. 100%. And, uh you know, I got to give a lot of credit to volunteers. I got to give a lot of credit to these entrepreneurs that have opened businesses and they work closely with the established businesses that have been around for a long, long time. They they feed off each other. They help each other. And that's what's making it successful. Absolutely. We're not competing against each other. It does feel like a big kind of group and community effort to bolster business, bolster the community and events and everything else. And and it does feel good. I mean, me as a business owner, too, I, you know, I feel like it's a it's a camaraderie, a collaboration and a community all working together for the greater good. Well, it, it really is. And, you know, you, you the key term there is community. Yeah. Um, you know, I coached basketball. I was head girls basketball coach at St. Albans for 14 years, and I had mm-hmm. uh, several of the coaches talk about how St. Albans still has community. Yeah. All right? And a lot of these places don't have that anymore. And what I wanted to do was bring back, bring that back and build on community to where people are proud of our community uh, and uh, want to be part of it and – enjoy all the activities and the events and uh, the festivities that go on here in St. Albans. Absolutely. And, and of course, the amenities that, I've, you know, that are taking shape out there. I mean, we, I mean, if you look on Route 60, I saw it again today coming back down here for the podcast, but Route 60 is coming to life, especially with that, that the progress being made on the boat dock. Well, it really is. I, uh, mean, I stopped by the other day just to check on the progress. Yeah. And uh, if you notice the skirt, 
Oh, yeah. Red it's Dragon. red and black, baby. It's yeah. red and black. It's all about uh, the red it. and black of St. Albans. And uh, uh, it's going to be awesome. It's 20 feet longer than the old uh, dock. Uh, they've expanded the parking area. It, it, it's just exciting what's going on in right. St. Albans. It is. I tell you, it's it's going to make a big impact on, you know, like you said, people coming to St. Albans as a destination town because they now can enter their boats in easier they can get into the river easier, plus have better access to, you know, the amenities there at the park and just have a better experience there. And it's amazing to see it take shape and quickly be, you know, so close to being complete. Well, true. And people don't realize, people just don't bring their boats and put it in the river. They stop at Kroger's and some of the local shops and they buy their drinks they buy their food and everything else they get gas at lou Wendell marina mm-hmm. all right so it boosts the economy all the way around when we have uh, a a very up-to-date state-of-the-art dock down there at roadside it does so, it makes a heck of a difference yeah. um and, you know you mentioned infrastructure and and the things that make the city uh, a great place to be you'd mentioned to me kind of kind of coming on here the sidewalk improvements have actually crossed the desk of, of council and council meetings and kind of been talked about, you know, can you, can you bring us up to light about some of the improvements on the sidewalk uh, areas downtown? Is that in town? Well, we've done some work downtown, uh, leveling them out uh, uh, in the past, but we have a streetscape project that uh, bids went out and uh, have already been submitted. Cool to do sidewalks on Canal Terrace. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, when it first started, it was supposed to go from Park Street up to about city limits towards McKinley. Sure. But due to the time constraints that the state uh, had, uh, uh, we're not going to get quite that much, but we're going to improve the sidewalks on Canal Terrace. Right. So we're excited about that's, that. That's great because I, I did notice some, at least some sidewalk improvement there on uh, Main Street, right around where Bent Will is. Yes. And it made a heck of a difference. I mean, just in that little stretch of sidewalk. Imagine what it's going to look like there once they start the greater project downtown. Sure. And, and I've also uh, got Regional Intergovernmental Council, RIC is what we call it, applying for grants looking at uh, replacing sidewalks up in the Ordnance Park area. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That'd be great, I'll tell yeah. you. That'll make a huge impact in that area of town. Sure but, uh, it will. Another impact that, uh, you know, hopefully I see good in this is the school levy. Uh, again, you and I were speaking before we came on about the impact that's going to make on, you know, the schools here in town once that takes shape and kind of, gets through all the processes and everything else of how that's going to impact the schools here. It, it really is like McKinley's getting a new roof. Uh, several of the schools are getting uh, additional custodians and counselors. Uh, uh, St. Holmes High School, they're going to turf the uh, softball and baseball fields. They're going to redo the tennis courts. Uh, uh, and that's just the outer uh, area that we see with the th- uh, levy, mm-hmm. you know, this is a levy that's been in place for 50 or 60 years. Yeah. Folks, your taxes are not going up on this, all right? We have been paying this levy tax for 50, 60 years. Uh, the last levy, uh, all the football fields got turfed, which helps the whole community. Now uh, the midget leagues, soccer, lacrosse, they can mm-hmm. all play on Crawford Field in St. Albans because it was turfed. 
beforehand they couldn't do that because they would tear up the field. And if St. Albans qualified for the playoffs, we wouldn't qualify for a home game. Right. Because our field wasn't up, you know, uh, uh, the quality that was needed to right. qualify. So uh, this is a very important uh, election. And, you know, I personally, as a parent, as a grandparent, as the mayor of St. Albans, encourage people to vote for the Kanawha County school levy. And what I want to also say, this has nothing to do with Amendment 1, 2, 3, or 4, okay? This is separate from those, all right? Uh, what everybody needs to do is educate themselves on those amendments, all right, and vote the way they feel. But the school levy is separate from those. It is not the same thing. And the key note is it does not impact your taxes. No, it does not impact your taxes. Your taxes are not going to go up. Right. So, I mean, it's almost like a win-win, yes, I mean, no matter what. Not but win-win situation. Yeah, you I, know? Agree. I totally agree. Totally agree. And, and speaking of another, you know, win-win situation that recently, you know, I saw on social media, and you and I, you know, make sure you mention this today in the podcast, was the uh, the announcement of, I think it was on the Virginian, I think that was the newspaper, but the Chesapeake and Ohio Historical Society making a big difference in the showcase of that depot down, downtown. They they really and truthfully have. We signed a uh, uh, MOU, uh, uh, which is a memorandum of understanding. Uh, it's not a locked-in uh, uh, contract, but they are involved now with our depot, and they're fixing it up. Uh, uh, to where it's very nice for people to come in. They're going to start opening it up uh, once or twice a month so people could come in and visit. But I also want to let folks know that 5th Avenue and 4th Avenue from 2nd Street to 6th Street has been put on the National Historic Registry. Mm -hmm. So anybody out there, that if you want to invest in a – uh, hot commodity, which is St. Albans, right? You get tax incentives and everything else to develop in that area, okay? And it's going to be another uh, uh, area of St. Albans that's going to attract people. Railroad enthusiasts will come from miles and miles and miles away, all right, to visit these. We've applied for grants for a design phase, mm -hmm. all right, that gives us up to fifty or sixty thousand to design. If we get that grant then that opens the door for us to get up to $450,000 to complete it. We wow. would like to put the depot back to its original, uh, as close as possible to the original design, including the passenger platform. Oh, wow. If we get the passenger platform, we can possibly get Amtrak to start stopping here again. Oh, what an impact that would make, I tell you. Yes. Especially getting it back to the, what I think it was 1907. Yes. Is when that place was open. constructed and opened. And and we got a taste of the the importance of the rail heritage on train days that recently happened here in town down there on the historical uh, on the historical area. What a big event! I mean, you had all kinds of people, rail enthusiasts, uh, vendors, music. The Esquires were playing, and it just it was like this town came to life with everything that was happening down there near that depot. And it was just so wonderful to see that area come to life again. Yeah, well, St. Albans is rock and roll. Yeah, they it really is. and truthfully are. And you know, the chamber put on rail days. CNO Historical Society really cleaned up and fixed up the uh, depot to where it was a. Uh, 
uh, very nice, and people enjoyed the displays, uh, the uh, railroad uh, model, the trains that were, you know, uh, set up there, and so, and we had the Hoppy Shores yeah. uh, train that was giving rides to to families and kids and stuff like that. I so, missed that. I, oh, I didn't yeah. get a ride. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, I mean, such a great impact there with, and especially thanks to the Chesapeake and Ohio Historical Society for. And, and you, Mr. Mayor, for, for making that all possible and everybody involved. Um, one of the other things that, uh, that came to mind was you, you recently attended the West Virginia Flatwater Trail Conference here, you know, recently here in town, didn't you? Yes, Out I there? did, last Saturday. It was last Saturday. Saturday. And Out that, at the Cold River Group at Meadowood Park. And that involves the, the uh, tourism and, and, of course, the, uh, the impact that it's going to make here in town with uh, – you know, the access, the, the kayaking, and, of course, you know, our, our flagship event, Yak Fest, of course, yeah? Sure it is. Uh, you know, uh, St. Albans is the flatwater kayaking capital of West Virginia. Uh, there's no other community in this country that has 1,800 to 2,000 people coming down the river like they do for the Tour de Col, Okay. And uh, it is such an economic impact for the city of St. Albans and other municipalities along the Cold River Trail, which is an 88-mile stretch mm-hmm. that includes the Little Coal, the Big Coal, and the Cold River. And it ends up here in St. Albans. And uh, uh, it was so good to see. The, the big goal is a lot of states right now have made water trails state parks, all right? That's what we're trying to get to here in West Virginia. All right, when we get to uh, uh, labeling them as state parks, like the the Wilanda yeah. Trail, which is the Cold River, mm-hmm. uh, all the Cold Rivers, uh, it, it's just going to boost uh, tourism. It's going to boost economies along the river. And uh, right now we have about 14 areas in West Virginia that are listed as water trails. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's growing. It's one of the fastest-growing sports or activities in America today, kayaking is. And so we've just got to build on this and continue to bring people to our community. I mean, do you see this, eventually the city of St. Albans expanding beyond Tour de Col and beyond Yak Fest to, uh, I guess, more embrace kayaking as a, as a recreational opportunity with the town? With I would love to. I'd I mean, love to have kayak races. Yeah. Uh, uh, and other events, kayak fishing tournaments oh, that'd be on great. the Cold River and yeah. things like that. Uh, to because right now the Cold River it's producing a lot of good fish right now. Yeah, I can imagine. Where uh, uh, it's one now one of the cleanest rivers where it used to be one of the dirtiest rivers <laughs> in West Virginia. Uh, it's one of the cleanest rivers now, and uh, people are catching uh, a variety of fish, smallmouth. Uh, catfish, of course, are catching musky. You're mm. hearing about musky. Uh, walleye, all that is being caught on the Cold River now. So we've got to take advantage of this opportunity and bring people to our community yes. to uh, uh, enjoy the river recreation that we have, but also enjoy the businesses that we have here in St. Albans. I think so, too. And, and of course, we also have to be the good steward in keeping those streams and those those opportunities protected you know, and clean, too. I agree. Cold River Group's done a fantastic uh, job have. on this. Yeah. You know, the last phase 
where we ran the uh, sewer line, uh, not us, but uh, uh, Coal River Group and Greater St. Albans PSD ran the sewer line from Tornado into St. Albans. That has really and truthfully cleaned the river yeah. up a whole bunch. It does. I mean, it, it looks yeah. great out there. Yeah. So, I mean, when we, when we talk about our town, you know, that, that almost sums it up in two words, our town. Our town. Our town. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, one of the gems that we have downtown is the Auburn Arts Theater and the Arts Center. Uh, and, and recently, they've started a new tradition with the Mayor's Play or Show of the Year. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Adam and I discussed this, and uh, the play is called Our Town, all right, and it is October 28th and 29th, November 4th and 5th at 8 p.m., Sunday matinees on October 30th and November 6th at 2 p.m., and it's it's a Thornton Wilder play, all right, and it's award-winning. And they do a wonderful job on that. And the synopsis is, our town tells the story of a small, mythical town, Grover's Corners, New Hampshire, in order to tell us the story of every town the whole world over. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, uh, I'm excited to have this as the mayor's uh, play. And uh, we are going to start a tradition on that every year. I think it's exciting because it does bolster the importance of, of a thriving arts and live entertainment, you know, scene in, in town to make sure people know how important that is. Well, it's, it's big. And, you know, when I was running for office first time, Anthony, I had people coming up to me. For some reason, people said, oh, I hear you're going to close the Auburn down. You're going to do this. <laughs> you're going to do that. And I said, no, I just want to know more about it. Right. But I'm smart enough. I'm a sports guy. I grew up coaching uh, my kids played sports and everything, but the arts is another area that people can excel in, and it brings a lot of people to our community. It does. All right, and Adam Bryan and Marley Carter, uh, who run the Alban, do a fantastic job. Yeah, they do. All right, they're award winning, especially during COVID. They were recognized for doing plays and stuff online. Yeah, I remember right? seeing it. And so, uh, uh, and then we have, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Play Lou Grant. Um, we had him here twice. Uh, uh, he'd won seven Emmys. Ed Asner. Ed Asner. Yeah. Ed Asner. And we got to spend some time with him, and it was awesome. But, uh, you know, all I do is try to surround myself with people that are experts in those areas, and then I get out of their way, let them do their job. And they're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, and I think the arts are actually bleeding over into the live music scene that's actually being revived here in town. There's not a night, it seems, that you can not find someone playing in town. Three, four, five nights a week, yeah. you can find live music at the uh, uh, Cold River Coffee. You can find at the Tap, uh, at the Cellar. We have open mic on the new plaza mm-hmm. periodically. So uh, it has become an area that live music is very active yeah. and a very big part of our uh, 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 schedule and everything else. I think it's wonderful because it does, like you said, bring people in town. And and you mentioned a, a, a location that kind of had a little bit of spotlight this past week. And you actually got to experience walking into a film set. And you had me all excited because I thought finally St. Albans is getting their own Hallmark Christmas movie. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what. But it was something different, right? Yeah, Mike Orvin texted me last week and said, <laughs> uh, we're going to be filming a commercial next week. They want to talk to the mayor. And I said, okay, no problem. So, you know, I played the role, put my sport coat on, my tie, and all this and that. And I walked in Cold River Coffee yesterday, and I thought, Lord be, what have I walked myself into? <laughs> this was a major production, okay, major production. And it was for, through the uh, NFIB, which is Nat National Federation of Independent Business Owners. Mm -hmm. uh, they do a lot of lobbying in D.C. and at the state level uh, to enhance small businesses, uh, you know, to grow and, 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 and prosper, uh, which helps the economy in the local uh, municipalities. Yes. And... Uh, it, it it was awesome. They actually sent me back to the back room, and some girl from Lewisburg did a little bit of makeup on me. I, I was like, I looked at Lee Lee Roberts, one of our councilmen. I said, if you tell anybody at council that I had makeup put on, I'm gonna punch you right in the mouth. You know. So, but uh, what? How this came about was the NFIB uh, started interviewing. Uh, small businesses that were very interactive with them, mm -hmm. okay? And they, uh, after the interviews, they ended up choosing Cold River Coffee. And they're spotting like St. Albans in a big, big way. Perfect. And these commercials are going to go statewide, and they might go national. So I'm very excited about this. Oh, yeah, as we all should be. I mean, yeah. that's a national spotlight on our, our town. Yeah. I mean, in a great light. So, you know, and, and it, it just, like you said, brings more people in to – discover St. Albans and what it has to offer. So the more and more opportunities like that happen, you know, the better, I think. It, exactly. Yeah. You know, if we get them here, they keep coming back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had a lot of things going on in town. And, you know, one of the most recent events that we, you know, uh, I guess <laughs> packed Main Street was Fall Y'all. I mean, Fall Y'all was shoulder to shoulder. You could barely walk around, but it's made such a huge impact probably economically, you know, just much like Yakfest. But, you know, I would say Fall Y'all this year was, was even a larger success than it was last year. It's the biggest crowd I've ever seen yeah, in, it was my, huge. in my tenure for the Chili Festival. Uh, there had to be 3,000-plus people there. Uh, it was unbelievable. We had 20-some uh, chili vendors. Uh, we had other vendors. And Paula and the Fall Y'all Festival Committee do a fantastic job. Again, volunteers. Mm -hmm. All right, that are helping out our community, and the proceeds go to the canine program at the St. Albans Police Department. I think the St. Albans Police Department placed third in that. They did in the judges. In the judges. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, Todd Judy's group won. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Snyder sisters were second. Second. And the police were third in the judges, and the, the People's Choice Award went to Drummies. To Drummies, yeah. Yeah. Really good chili, I tell you. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go down and get some. I think after this podcast, <laughs> might just join you. But speaking of good eats, I mean, the word apple butter. Just by saying that, you could probably get a get a whiff of that magical aroma of apple butter. Oh. And there's been a lot of that going around town, especially with the fall festival down there at Morgan's Kitchen recently. Yep, Morgan's Kitchen uh, fall festival put on by the Historical Society. Yeah. Uh, is always a great event. The weather was beautiful that weekend, same weekend as the Chili Festival. Uh, we went over there early. It was well attended. 
they were they were uh, cooking the apple butter. Uh, there were a lot of vendors, a lot of people, music, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great event. The historical society does a lot for the community of St. Albans. They do, and uh, you know the preservation of history is one, but also holding events like this, I think, uh, you know, it makes that history come alive. Right. In many ways than one. So, kudos to them too. So correct me if I'm wrong, is is apple butter still available at Village Sampler? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, but it's going quick. So okay. if you want some delicious apple butter, get down Village Sampler. It's for sale there on Old Main. And uh, or if you know somebody in the historical society, they could probably get you some also. Yeah, we we will probably have to preface with uh, while supplies last, probably. Yeah. Yes, while supplies <laughs> last. Go quick. But uh, let's let's go over some upcoming events here. I mean, it's hard to believe I'm looking at the word fall. Oh, it, and it's it's cold. Yeah, it is cold. Today was cold day, and you know. Anthony, I used to wear shorts all the time at football games when I was athletic trainer and coaching. And uh, nowadays, I can't get bundled up enough. The older you get, the more you dislike cold weather. Totally but, uh, agree. Yeah. So. yeah, it is. I mean, it is getting colder. And, of course, when that happens, all these leaves fall off these trees. And it seems like every year the, the Public Works Department, Public Works Department uh, they do their annual fall leaf pickup. And that started this week. And uh, they're doing a heck of a job keeping the streets clean and, and getting those leaves up, yeah? They do. And what people need to do is they need to rake their leaves up to uh, the curb, not out in the street, but up right, you know, in their yard up to the curb. Mm-hmm. And uh, on trash day, unless we have uh, a situation where the uh, VAC truck might uh, uh, be broken down or whatever, but on trash day, they will come through that ward okay and pick up leaves and there's specific days i'm looking at um you know mondays obviously award one and two tuesdays ward three and four wednesdays five and six thursday seven and eight and then friday is designated as ward nine um how is this it goes on more than just one week it probably lasts three or four weeks or is well they they usually look for uh till the first snowfall in december gotcha but when i took office i said guys there's some trees that the leaves fall off later than others Mm -hmm. so we have to keep going until all the leaves are picked up so if you've got uh uh, leaves out there let the public works know and they'll they'll get them uh picked up that's good that's great and they do a heck of a job doing doing what they do and i'm always grateful to see you know the job that they do but, you know, you mentioned earlier the Historical Society, and we've got a gym in town. Her name is Denise Cyrus, and she does a phenomenal job, not only with that society, but also the history and mystery tours. It is obviously Halloween season, and those have been a popular hit from what I understand. Yeah, there's been a good turnout for those. I haven't been able to take one at this time. Uh, I hope to before they're over with. Uh, but uh, it's a walking tour focused on our town's previous named Colesmouth during the Civil War era, era, and it features live actors, and it talks about, you know, some of the history, but also the mysteries of Colesmouth and St. Albans. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of history, yes. you know, packed in 
just one square block of this town. Yes. There's so much history packed into that one square block. It'll, it'll blow your mind. It really is. And, you know, there's three dates left. There's yeah. tours on October 22nd, 29th, and 31st. I think it's, I'm not sure the cost, like $10 or yeah, something. Yeah, I think there's some cost in there. Yeah, and uh, uh, but it's very interesting, and it would be well worth your effort uh, in your evening to uh, participate in one of these uh, history and mystery tours. And what's cool about it is it's it's a family fin- family friendly, you know, kid friendly type thing too. It's, sure. It's you know it's made for the entire family. It's not just an adults only or geared toward kids. It it appeals to all ages, which is great. It is, and I know uh, London Blue, uh, who's a, um, uh, a resident of St Albans and an author. That's her pen name. Uh, she's been involved, uh, I think this past weekend, uh, with the history and mystery tour. She had, uh, some people from Hollywood in and, uh, that was a great success. So, uh, you know, there's always something going on and we just continue to try to grow and promote St. Albans with all these activities and these events, uh, for people to participate in and, uh, like I've said in the past on this podcast, if anybody says there's nothing to do in St. Albans, get your head out of the sand, man, because there's always something going on in St. Albans. Absolutely, totally agree. And and something that has has came up quickly on the horizon, quicker than than I you know than I expected. I didn't think it would be here, but you have this pub crawl going on on Main Street, October twenty second, which is this weekend. It's probably the first pub crawl in town. Am I correct? That Ever? is correct. Uh, I was approached by a group of people wanting to have a pub crawl. Uh, it includes the uh, cafe. It includes uh, drummies, the tap, shuckers, Coal River Coffee, and Cozumel. Those are the wow. six businesses participating. And with a pub crawl, uh, you know, it's a $25 cost. You get a T-shirt, your wristband, and cup for that $25. And that allows you to go in and get a drink at any of the bars, and you can maybe walk back out on the street uh, and participate uh, uh, with your drink out on the street. They're going to have cornhole, uh, uh, several games and activities going on Old Main. We're going to close Old Main down at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to close the other area, of Main Street from 3rd Street to 2nd Street at 5 o'clock, and we're actually closing down 2nd Street from Canal Terrace to 6th Avenue because people are going to be walking back and forth. We got permission from the DOH to do that. All right, so beware of that. And, uh, you know, if you're coming out Pennsylvania or wherever and you're wanting to go down 2nd Street, all you got to do is take a right and go down 3rd Street. Yeah. Okay, it's 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 not a big deal. It's not putting you out a whole lot, but uh, this is going to be another uh, activity that is going to allow, uh, bring people to our community that maybe have never been here, and guess what? They're going to keep coming back. I agree, and it, and it, it almost seems like it would appeal to, uh, I, I don't want to say a different crowd, but maybe a, an expanded crowd of, of, you know, of a different demographic, you know, that maybe not, it, may it, not go to a, a, a rain or trails or train days or, 
or this or, or that chili or, festival, or chili festival. Yeah, I mean that's what you got to do you got to offer a variety of activities yeah. and events that draw different people right yeah. between the arts between the festivals that we have totally and agree. the different events that the parks mm-hmm. and everybody else has historical society and again it draws different people each event all right and when they come to St. Albans again they 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 really fall in love with St. Albans and they keep coming back and they they leave an impact on town because this particular event itself you know it it leaves something behind of the greater good of of benefiting something in town too which is the Albans Arts Academy yes it is it's going to the 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 uh, funds that are um uh, earned through this group goes to the Auburn Arts Academy for scholarships for children to uh, go to acting classes and, and be mm-hmm. part of the Auburn Arts Academy. So, you know, all the activities that we have in St. Albans, pretty much the proceeds go somewhere. Right. Right. right? And uh, be it the K-9 unit, be it the Auburn or whatever. So uh, uh, the whole community benefits from these festivities. That's great. I mean, that that's what it's all about really is is – you know, doing good with good. Yes, yeah, you're exactly and, right. And speaking of which, you know, last weekend uh, I was up there actually. The St. Albans Haunted Trail at the city park, uh, they had nearly a 1,000 people both nights, Friday and Saturday night, even on a football, a high school football night on Friday, both nights together, they had close to a 1,000 people. Yeah, they it did. Was phenomenal. Oh, it was. And Friday night would have been a lot bigger, but they were re- recognizing all the elementary, middle schools, mm-hmm. and high school um, uh, students uh, that have made achievement uh, on their test scores and grades, yeah, all right, which is a great thing. We need to recognize those folks. But this coming weekend, uh, which is the 21st and 22nd, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think it gets started at, what, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock? Uh, the trail gates open at 7, and they usually get started around 7.15, 7.30. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's going to be packed. I yeah. mean, I'll be surprised if we don't have 1,500 to 2,000 this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be big. They've got, uh, of course, you know, the free parking, the hayrides, the photo booth, the group that uh, means so much, you know, in town, the, the On Purpose Project. They're actually going to do uh, a photo booth, a free photo booth up there which is kind of cool because you're, you're able to capture your memory of being up there as you're there and you walk away with a memory there in your hands. Um, but also live music, that's something they added yes. this year, which has been a big hit. Uh, I think the last week we had From the Ashes, which is a local uh, duo. There's a, there's a guy and a girl, and they sounded really good, really, really good up there. Uh, but, of course, concessions, and it's only 5 bucks to get in. That's it. And it's you can't beat bucks. that price. No. So, you know, you, get, you can't eat at McDonald's with a family of four for under 20 bucks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, you know, and, of course, you know, this coming weekend, being at the final weekend of the, of the, uh, the Haunted Trail, Scott has put together another – Scott Tweedy, the, the program director of um, uh, the Parks and Rec, has actually put together another event preceding the Haunted Trail on, the, on this 22nd which is called a free Halloween family fun night uh, up there at Coleman Field. So, you know, if, if you're looking for something to do with the kids and the whole family that's family-oriented, you, uh, you can get your pumpkin decorating going on, face painting, inflatables. You know, the St. Albans PD and the fire department are going to have what's called a first responder experience, yep. which is kind of really neat because you get to see and experience a fire truck. As a kid, you know, that 
to oh. me that was awesome when i was a kid being in a fire truck I always mean, wanted to be on a fire truck yeah man. so you get to experience that uh you know of course you know on purpose project is going to be back they're going to have hot chocolate i don't know if a 70 degree weather day is going to be decent for hot chocolate but why not it's yeah, fall. No, it is it is <laughs> and you know something i want to say about the on purpose project that was a three-year grant uh, for developmentally disabled individuals, and it's been a huge success. It has, yeah. The grant ran out September 29th, and I give credit to the uh, city finance uh, committee and council. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I approached them about continuing this project, um, and they have continued it. So uh, we'll oh, have the own purpose project at least for this year and uh, hopefully we can continue it afterwards i know that they've made a, a a really positive impact in town with you know what they're doing their cause their mission and how they leave our town so much more full of life and what they do and it's it's amazing work they do so that's great news to hear that yes. there's a continuance on their yes on their program but another thing that's going on uh this weekend you know on top of and alongside the haunted trail that evening on saturday is a costume contest so i mean that's that's pretty big doings i hear there's a pretty big cash prize five hundred dollars winner takes all contest judged on creativity originality and attention to detail i mean that's, that's gotta be 18 or older to enter yeah that was one of the things you know 18 and up uh you know but i think it's going to be a big hit because you know you have a lot of creative people out there uh, especially now at halloween i mean you know but hopefully it'll 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 go well i'm sure it will but they're going to announce that winner that night uh, i think the judges is going to start somewhere around nine and then the winner will be announced around nine thirty. so they'll be judging all the way night through all yeah, through the from night 7 p.m on yeah. yeah and then the winners will be tallied and and then uh the only thing is is you must be present to win which is which is a really good idea but it, it keeps people in that event yep keeps them buying concessions keeps them on the trail you know yeah just, it does you know, keeps them engaged. So I think it's going to be a really, really great time up there. So if you're in town, you should be able to check that out. Uh, I, there's no cost to enter. Of course, the trail entry to, to get on the haunted trail is uh, is five dollars, five dollars. But there's no cost to enter that in, that that contest. contest. No. And and one thing I want to say: any children four and under are free. Yeah, yeah, which is trail. important. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But our big night, one of the big nights around Halloween, of course, is our our infamous trunk or treat. And I checked with Scott, I think it was two days ago, three days ago, on the number of registrations, and I think there's at least 30 organizations, businesses, Already individuals. Already going to be handing out candy and that, stuff. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be big doings. This year it's at Maranatha Fellowship, the parking lot up there. Uh, from what I was told, that the, the, the trucks down at the mall area were so much in the way they had to move the location yes they did and you know we don't have control over the mall that's private property and uh so we approached uh maranatha which has always been a great community partner mm -hmm. and uh the, they're allowing it it's going to be exciting um unfortunately i'm going to be in buckhannon that week that night oh. uh, one of my former players uh first team all state center uh, Haley legs get married oh, okay. up in buckhannon so we were invited, and I'm going to be up there for that. I'll miss. Nice. This is the first uh, trunk or treat that I've missed since I've been in office. I'm sure you remember last year's down at the mall. It was crazy. I mean, there was just people, <laughs> people everywhere. I mean, yeah. 
from from where they were signing or they they had the table i think it was called grinders that used to be grinders yeah they had the, the tables you know kind of entryway or whatever but their line stretched all the way closer to Kroger's. Kroger's, yeah. Which was unbelievable. It was it was nuts, but you know, people realize that when we put on events and uh, activities in St. Albans, it's going to be top notch. Yeah, and it's going to be a big deal. So, yeah. but as far as the the uh, the groups and businesses, if you guys are interested in in participating, uh, you can check it out and register at uh, saparkswv.com/trunk or treat, and uh, you can get registered there with the Parks and Rec to uh, attend and, and participate in to uh, Trunk or Treat. Then, of course, the big deal, Citywide Trick or Treat, the 31st of October. Monday evening, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So we follow Kanawha County's uh, lead on this. And so rain or shine, there will be Trick or Treat on October 31st from 6 to 8 p.m. I always look forward to Trick or Treat because it was it was the moment where the very next day, I had a hard, difficult choice of where to dig into that candy bag. Yeah. And it just, it, it made my life difficult there for a while because I was torn between Kit Kats, Starburst, Sprees, and Nerds. Remember the Nerds candy way back then? I remember, but now when I was a kid, there wasn't Nerds candy. Okay. okay? Now, come <laughs> on. Now, hey, and we used to take candy to school afterwards, and we'd get in trouble. Golly, yeah. Neds. I mean, you know, but uh, uh, trick-or-treat is some fond memories. Oh, and, yeah. and like I said, I remember trick-or-treating when it was beautiful, when it was cold, when it was rainy. Yeah. But it didn't. it did not interfere with our fun. And whatsoever. it will not this year either. I no. mean, it's a rain or shine deal. Yeah. October 31st, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And like the mayor said, we're going to follow the Kanawha County guidelines of, uh, of that right there. But uh, something else that is kind of dear to me, you know, and, uh, and Donna over there at the SAPD ran this across my desk earlier, and she wanted me to put this in there, if, if you don't mind. But um, they're going to be hosting a uh, pres prescription drug take-back day in cooperation with the DEA on the 29th. And what that is is basically it's a free and safe opportunity for you to clean out your medicine cabinets and get rid of pill-based prescription drugs without any risk, any, you know, whatever. It's just a clean, safe way to get and get those out of your house and, and keep them away from harmful, you know, harmful hands and out of the public. Uh, but that's going on on the 29th, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, so it's, it's pill form only, but they can't accept any needles. They can't do liquids, inhalers, or stuff like that. So... It's always a good thing because, like I said, it keeps those harmful drugs off the streets and out of bad hands. And it keeps uh, uh, from people flushing them down the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. because then it gets in our water system. Yep. And that's not a good thing. So uh, uh, this is going on. We've always had a lot of success with this. And whenever they bring them down, we'll dispose of them appropriately mm -hmm. and uh, get them off your hands, get them off the streets uh and uh get them off our hands yeah so. definitely and it's uh they typically do that behind the police station on b street yes um i think it's you pull in right there on b street behind where i guess the fire the the open bays for the fire trucks yeah and you pull in behind you can basically stay in your car from what i understand hand them over and there you are yeah you're done so you can which is a great cause and a great way to do that but uh uh you know coming up on over 5th we've got another you know, another fun event, the Veterans Day Parade. Yes, Veterans Day Parade, uh, the um, VFW and um, American Legion put this on. 
Uh, it's a great event. It continues to grow and get better each and every year. Uh, lineup is at 9.30 a.m. at Park Street. Parade starts around 11 a.m. Uh, the VFW Auxiliary Post 6418 and American Legion Post 73 are the host of this. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be in the parade, you can get a hold of Dale Withrow uh, or uh, uh, the American Legion, and you can be in the parade. So That sounds great. I always, always love watching parades because, you know, you see all these – streets you see the streets lined with with community members and citizens and they're out enjoying and having a good time and you know veterans day obviously obviously and the christmas parade we'll get into the christmas events probably next podcast with you know with kevin with the festival yes. of lights and a, and a couple of other you know larger christmas events that are going on in town so any other events you want to you make sure that we we get out there uh nothing that i that we haven't covered i don't believe so uh uh, but there's always something happening in St. Albans, you know. Uh, like I've said before, uh, St. Albans, West Virginia is best kept secret, but the secret's getting out. People enjoy uh, our community, uh, be part of volunteering to make us a better community because it takes all of us. Absolutely. Not just city employees, not just the mayor, not just city council, but it takes everybody to make this community the place that we want to be and to raise children. I totally agree with you. And all those events that we that the mayor and I were talking about, they can find you can find those on com slash events. That's on the city's website. Uh on the on the interactive events calendar. Yes. It's an interactive calendar. You can actually add it to your Google calendar or add it to your, your Apple, you know, calendar, your iCalendar. Uh you can even search it by map, too, if you want to know what's going on in town. You can search by location. So it's pretty cool. Right. And, you know, I want to give credit to uh, uh, Anthony Romeo. He doesn't take enough credit because uh, all the technology stuff's above my pay grade. Uh, but the city has hired him as his IT guy, and uh, he's done a fantastic job. What Anthony Lewis does with his podcast, uh, uh, they approached us and – you know, guys, I'm always willing to talk about St. Albans and what's happening in St. Albans. Well, we just appreciate you, you know, coming on and helping us out and get the get the positive word out uh, about what what a great town St. Albans is. Um, and we just appreciate you, you know, you being a part of the podcast and help us out here. I'll put St. Albans up against any of them. I bet you would. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, again, thank you. Know, we got to thank our, our producer Anthony Lewis for keeping the show rolling and making sure that we're uh, we're we're making sure things are rolling smooth. But uh, other than that, we do thank you for joining us for the City of St. Albans official podcast from the desk of the Mayor James. And we hope this inside look at our city government and upcoming events helps you feel more engaged with your community. We appreciate your support of our efforts to make St. Albans a thriving community for all. And be sure to subscribe, like, and share our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and on social media. And as always, keep in mind that these podcast episodes will also be available on the city's website at stalbanswv.com slash podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you soon. God bless.